Welcome to Being Me. I'm Ruthie Tesler, one of the hosts of the Being Me podcast, and my co-host, Being Me Youth Ambassador, Juan Bendania, and our special guest, Zach Gottlieb from the Talk with Zach podcast. How's it going, guys? Hey, Ruthie. What up, Zach? How are we doing? Hey, what's going on? Great to be here. Before we get started, I'd love to have Zach introduce himself. Hey, I'm Zach Gottlieb. I'm 17. I'm a high school senior in Los Angeles, and I'm the founder of Talk With Zach, which is a Gen Z social media platform that increases emotional fitness. And I host conversations. I talk about everything that matters to our generation, whether it's a relationship or how to deal with academic pressure to reduce stigma around opening up and model vulnerability and also educate on all these things that we really want to talk about, but don't know how. Yeah, that sounds so interesting. I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah, you could go okay. look at my Instagram, Talk With Zach, and then there's some cool stuff on my website as well, which is just talkwithzach.org. Okay, I've looked at your Instagram already, Alan, but I'm going to definitely listen to the podcast now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's actually not a podcast. I have conversations. I have live conversations that I then upload on my Instagram. So it's kind of okay. that podcasty format, not actually a podcast, but go check it out. I have a bunch of conversations on there. Will do. Let's dive into our icebreaker. What are you guys' favorite items that you've bought this year? And let me know why. I'll say that I recently, as in recently, have been doing like a big move. So in the process of selling all of our things and buying all new things. So my favorite thing that I've bought this year, honestly, I'm going to say an air fryer because that thing is wild. It is so good. It makes you feel like a chef and you can make fries with absolutely no kitchen experience. I don't go a day without using my air fryer. Can't think of my or picture my life before <laughs> air fryer, like BA before air fryer. <laughs> I can't picture what my day-to-day was like not making sweet potato fries. Oh it my God, doesn't. sweet potato fries are a staple for me. That's what I live on now. You know that sweet potato, actually, as we're diving into the pod here, sweet potato is one of the foods that they eat in the blue zones. Have you guys heard of the blue zones? No. So no. blue zones are five areas across the globe that are known for producing the highest percentage of centenarians. So people that live past 100. And it's Okinawa, it is Sardinia in Italy. And one of the foods that they found was like the differentiator was sweet potato. That in Japan, 3% of people's diet was sweet potato. In Okinawa, it was 67%. And these people were living to 103, 104 years old. So moral of the story is sweet potato will make you live longer. But I'm not a medical professional. I guess I got to eat some more sweet potatoes. You got to, man. So Zach, what's your favorite purchase? So I really like to thrift. I'm really into that. And I got this pair of jeans. They just look thrifted. They have some like paint splatter on. They're just really interesting. And the reason I like them is because they're super versatile. I wear them a lot. And also, I just get so many compliments on them. It's just such a mood booster. And yeah, I just think I love thrifting. I think they were a great buy because they're just such a unique, like you have to see them. I can't really describe them on this. You just have to see them. It's like the stitching is different in places. They're so cool. So I'd say that was a really good buy because you can't get something like that at Urban Outfitters. Very true. That's That's so cool. Ruthie? 
What's coming to my head and my friends listening to this are going to make fun of me, but I bought this year, I bought a cat trap. So I've been going around Miami Beach, trapping cats and kittens and bringing them to the shelter. And I'd been doing that for years, but I got a trap. So now I can like actually do it without borrowing people's. And I think that's my favorite thing that I've bought this year because I'm picking up two of the cats I've trapped tonight and I'm fostering them. So I'm really excited about that. Wow. Wow. That's really cool, actually. You know, you're a cat person then. Oh, yeah. More than a dog person. Yes, but oh, I still, I love dogs. It's just like okay. more of a cat person. It's a valid take. I feel yeah. like cats have a vendetta against everyone. No. And they're kind of playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. Okay, so school is in session. How are we feeling, Zach? Mm, so my school started last week. This is my second week of school. It's definitely interesting because this is my last year. I just want to be done with it. Like, I do not want another, like, junior year, especially because that's the notorious killer year. Like, the end of that was just so stressful. Finishing that felt so amazing. And then it's like, all right, got one more year and college apps. So it's just a lot right now. But I just have to get my work done. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why I thought junior year was it. And then I was just going to be coasting through senior year. Senior year has hit me like a train. I'm like staying alive, but it's crazy. I mean, I think it's harder than junior year was. Or maybe I'm just burnt out, but it's tough. Yeah, at least I at think least it's you have that the cats. for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah at least I have the cats. the cats. I don't know how I have it. I've gone two full episodes without mentioning cats because it is my whole personality. That is so. really true. You've really uh. hid that. Yeah, I mean, surprise, but that's like the biggest part of my personality. Ask any of my friends. I'm the most annoying person about it, too. Anyway, does anyone have any new music, people, movies, TV shows they would like to recommend me? Kind of out. Hot take. I recommend you don't go see Oppenheimer because I thought it was a three hour movie that could have been an hour. Mm -hmm. And the first hour is amazing and then the next two you're just kind of sitting there waiting for it to be over yeah last two hours are like senior year you are waiting for that thing to be done very underwhelming honestly i'm also looking forward to it haven't seen barbie though so i can't really watch speak barbie is it barbie was i was expecting a very simple movie that was kind of all fluff and it just was not that at all it was very existential And it was also a very fun movie, but I think the combination of having something that calls for deeper reflection in addition to just like, it's Barbie. I think that was a lot of fun. We love a man that understands Barbie. That's amazing. (laughs) Gotta put it on the list. Oppenheimer, I'm just kind of waiting for it to come out on streaming services because I know I can't sit through that. Yeah. I'm watching Gilmore Girls for the first time, but other than that, I don't really have anything to recommend Gilmore Girls is pretty good I didn't love it to be honest I thought it was just kind of meh it's like kind of fun at times yeah it's like a good light-hearted thing to just watch and like to not have to think about yeah I don't know that's true I like it okay let's move on to segment two we have some questions from teens on the be me app Levi is asking he says I'm a senior I'm over high school how do I stay motivated I could go first. I think, first of all, 
you have to understand this is your last year. So instead of framing it as I have to get through this one more time, frame it as I only have one senior year. I only have one more year of high school and then I'm never going to be able to do high school again. I think if you frame it like that, you'll just be able to cherish it a lot, a lot more. So that's my advice. I also think just know that you have like three or four months and then your college apps are in and then second semester is markedly easier. So just keeping that in mind, just like, no, it's only a couple months and then you have Thanksgiving break and then like a few weeks and then you have winter break. And then you're basically like, you just got to keep up second semester, but you're fine after that. I love the perspective of when you change the way that you look at things, the things that you look at change that like Zach suggesting that it's like, it is the way that you look at the year. And I also would say that you're looking for the wrong thing. How do I stay motivated? If you're looking for motivation, motivation is temporary and it expires. It is fleeting. And I find that a lot of people look for motivation and how can I feel inspired and motivated like it's going to strike them like a bolt of lightning. The step before motivation is getting to work. The step before feeling motivation is action. It's much easier to act your way into motivation than to motivate yourself in action. And people wait to feel ready or to feel great or to feel good when you're going to feel overwhelmed. You're going to feel stressed. You're going to feel all of those things, especially being a senior and it being the last year. You've got to start and lead with, this is my last year. I want to make the most out of this year. So let me do the best that I can and let me show up in the best way that I can possible. That's a standard. That's not motivation. So I think it's much more effective to play towards what standard do you want to bring as opposed to how motivated do I want to feel. I think if you also break it up, just take it week by week. You have five days at most of just working your tush off and then you can have a baller weekend and then go back to working. Sure, maybe you're going to have homework over the weekend, but let's be honest, no one spends their entire weekend sitting at their desk doing work. You have time to have a fun weekend. So instead of taking it like, oh my gosh, I have 40 something weeks left of this school year. I'm so close to the beginning of it. I think if you just take it week by week, I think it makes it a lot more bearable. Having balance is so important. So important. I mean, seriously, like, just break up your time. It's like, work hard and then go do something fun. Exactly. And I think that helps you stay motivated. I know if I know that there are things that I'm looking forward to and I break up my time and everything feels manageable and I know when I'm doing everything and that I have enough time, then it's just great because it's okay. I just do this homework and then I get to go have fun. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Julia asks, how can I ask someone on a date? And what if they say no? I think there are so many ways to do that. That I think, first of all, you're not just going to do it out of the blue. If you like them, just talk to them, start flirting. If you're flirting, if you're talking, then I think you could totally make a move by literally just being honest about it. You don't have to do anything grand. This isn't a movie. Just be normal about it and be confident. You're asking, what if they say no? Don't even think about that. Like, just go for it. Be confident. And if they say no, it's fine. Just leave it. But I think the first step really is just talk to them, get a vibe. If there's no vibe there, then I wouldn't ask them out. But if you do, seriously, just be honest. And it'll probably work out for the best if there's something going on there. And if it doesn't, it's totally fine. It happens. There are other fish in the sea. I think it is 
as simple as just say hi, go up to them, start a conversation, get in the game. Because I find that a lot of people in the dating world, especially as you get into junior, senior, and then get into college where it's such a different environment, you psych yourself out so much from having a conversation with someone that is just as nervous as you are about having that same conversation. So the first thing is you literally just say hi. And what if they say no? And I think, Ruthie, we may have talked about this on the last podcast or the one before, where it's like no is just next opportunity. It is one person that is a redirection to the next person that's probably going to be a better fit. But you never want to get to the end of your week, month, year, or your life with the question mark of what if. Exactly. What if it worked out? What if they said yes? It's just the heaviest thing that way too many people live with is regret. I should have. And especially in rounding out your high school career or maybe just starting, don't live with any what if moments. Go say hi to them. And if they reject you, that's a part of life. And that's totally okay. I get if it's like your best friend that you've had a crush on for a while and like you don't want to like ruin that. And I'm just thinking movies here. But otherwise, like if you like someone and there's really no reason besides fear of embarrassment to tell them, you got to tell them. Agreed. Even if there is something at stake, you should tell them. Because like Juan said, you don't want to be stuck with the what if in years from now or even like when we graduate and never see this person again, we're not going to want to like regret not ever asking them out. And if they say no, they say no. It's not a big deal. That's so true. It's like, I know that people from like three years ago that I was interested in, I would not care whatsoever if it worked out or not. And you're not going to care. But if it does work out, then it can either be a great experience that teaches you something about what you want in a relationship, or it can be an experience that teaches you what you don't want, or just shows you things about relationships. So I think just put yourself out there, especially in high school, especially in college. I think that's such a good time to do that. And if you're asking how to actually ask them out, it really depends on the context. If your best friends that you've had a crush on That's a sit down conversation. That's not a casual. You're going to bring it up in a flirty way. But if it's just someone you've been like talking to casually, then you could totally do it in a more flirty, casual manner. So I think just like knowing what the right thing is. We should hang out sometime. Just yeah, kind of. But yeah, yeah. And and I connected to something you've been talking about. If you have a similar interest. Say you're talking about a certain type of food or like maybe you both like coffee. You're like, hey, let's go to that coffee place we were both talking about or something like that. But just make it personal. I think that always works. Yeah, great advice. And then Jake wants to know how to make new friends a new school. That can definitely be really daunting. Yeah. Walking into a new place, especially when other people know each other and you don't know them because then it's not like everyone's in the same, well, I'm assuming it's like that. I have no idea. But if that's the case, I think just like going up to people and pretending like you already know them. I heard about that, this strategy where it's literally just like you go up to people, pretend you know each other, and it's just so much more organic. 
I just love that strategy so much. And if everyone's new, then honestly, oh my God, everyone's feeling the same way as you. Just go talk to people, put yourself out there. Everyone's nervous. It's not just you. And it'll take some time for sure. Like you're not going to meet your best friend on day one or day two of school. It could take a week. It could take two weeks. It could take three months. You don't know. So yeah. And don't focus on the words that you say as you approach a conversation. Focus on the energy that you bring. People really don't care what you say. It is about the vibe that you carry. If you bring a good vibe, and you bring that to people, people are going to be drawn to that, attracted to that. And on top of that, being the person that builds people up as opposed to tears people down. If you are giving people compliments, if you are giving like, hey, like I love, like even meeting new people in environments outside of school, let's say you're at the gym or let's say you're at a coffee shop, like the easiest way to start a conversation, hey, I love your shoes. Hey, like I really like that gym bag. A genuine compliment opens the door to the potential relationship because naturally people like people that are interested in them. So if you just start and lead with compliments and focus on the energy that you're bringing, not the words that you're saying, people are going to be drawn to that. I think that men don't give each other enough compliments and that that is so important for men to say to each other, hey, I really like your new haircut or anything like that. Just... Oh, and Ruthie, it's not even just that they don't give compliments. They go with the opposite way and they roast and they tear each other down. (laughs) And it's all fun and games. And it's all like, it's the guys. But it really is a difference maker when you give a compliment. And it is sort of this like, no, but I can't do that because I'm a guy. And to all my guy friends, like we just rip on each other. Yeah, that's so not I totally how it's true. Yeah, it's not. And I'd say like the only times I really receive compliments from guys are like if I'm in the gym and it's something related, lifting something heavy. All the compliments I get out like on my clothes, shoes, hair, anything like that. It's almost always there's some exceptions for sure, but it's primarily girls, which is interesting. And they have no problem giving compliments because that's just, it's a lot more natural to them, especially in a new setting. It's a great way to just meet people because it's creating a bond. And it's one thing to tear your friends apart, but just someone new, it would be so weird if someone did that. I think that was interesting, Zach. You said that the only place you really get compliments from other guys was the gym. And like all these stereotypes about gym bros being so mean and like, the toxic masculinity but like the gym bros are the ones that are giving you the compliments i just think that's funny they're the nicest guys (laughs) the biggest guys in the gym are the nicest teddy bears everyone externally my like soon to be brother-in-law We've been doing workouts here in Miami for the past like week or so. And to give you an idea, like he deadlifts five or six plates. He like presses 12. He's an animal and is the nicest guy you'll ever meet. And people go up to him in the gym and they're like, I want to be like you. Like, how do you get that strong? Or how do you look? And people assume that he's kind of in his own world or rude or kind of reserved, but he's the nicest guy. So it is funny how it's kind of this like opposite of what people expect. Mm -hmm. That's sweet, though. I wish more men were like that. Because if men were nicer to each other, they'd be nicer to women and the world would be a better place. Ruthie for president. (laughs) Let's go. Okay. There's a new concept by Bimi called Me Minutes. And it is basically self-care time. And it's where teens take time for themselves. 
So let's just dive in. How can you tell when you need to take me time? The last time I needed some me time was actually last night. I had a really busy Labor Day weekend and I was just so stressed out. I was just like losing it almost. I know because I went to the market and I was like getting fruit and I like left my cart to get some fruit and I returned it to some other woman's cart and we made really awkward eye <laughs> contacts and it was just, I just knew I was like, okay, I really just need a break right now. So I ended up going on a walk just to clear my mind. It was really nice listening to music. It was pretty great. I came back and I was just a lot more energized and centered. That's awesome. For me, it's the first thing that came to mind is I can tell when I need me time when I'm easily annoyed. There's a few things that annoy me like very slow walking people. Oh my God. Drive me insane. There are like certain things, but I can always like kind of gratitude my way out of that. But if I find myself being easily annoyed by everything and by little things that normally don't bother me, that's a signal that I'm like, ooh, okay, you need some mute time. Yeah, I think for me, it's the same thing. Like when I start hating the things I usually love and just irritated by everything, my friends are pissing me off. I'm mean. This doesn't happen very often because I usually catch it beforehand. An example is I think my favorite me time is driving alone with the music like all the way up and just like singing along, pretending that no one can hear me because I know everyone can hear me outside my car, but whatever. But also driving is like one of my biggest sources of anxiety. So when the anxiety like overpowers the therapeutic music sessions, that's when I know I need to like actually take a minute. I don't know how to explain that. I don't like so I live in Miami. Miami traffic is like probably oh, like been, almost I've at been LA level. It. I've been experiencing it. It's crazy. Yeah. And I don't like burning gas. I don't like idling. And when I'm sitting in Miami traffic after school rush hour, I freak out. But then when I get into the zone of traffic, that's not as bad. I'm having a great time. Wow. So your me time, one of your favorite self-care things is also something that is anxiety inducing. Yeah, but I think it's more fun than it is anxious. Living on the edge, Ruthie. Yes. Living on the That's edge. That's me. Okay. Why are me minutes so important? I think it's so important to take time for yourself. I think it's the most important thing. I would consider myself kind of an introvert, kind of an extrovert. I'm definitely the type of person that needs more time alone than with other people. But I have a great time when I'm with my friends and when I'm in social settings. So I just need to find the balance. And I think I've been figuring that out slowly but surely. Yeah, it's so important. I think showing up for yourself is a prerequisite for showing up for others. You cannot be there for friends, for family, for your school, for your career path, for the school that you want to get into. You cannot show up at the 
best level of who you are if you don't first show up for yourself. And it's like, you've got to invest in you first. And there is this notion that's selfish, which I think is the most ridiculous thing ever because we spend all day investing in others. And then we go to social and we go to Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and all these, which I'm not saying are a good or bad thing. It's just the reality of the situation is that on average, Americans spend one to two hours on social platforms a day. And of that time, it's 1500 context switches that make you judge and compare those two things. So I think it's a foundational element of being able to be someone that can move towards the goals that you have and take care of your mental well-being and all those sorts of, it just starts with taking care of you. And that kind of is putting yourself first. And for some people, it's going to feel a little selfish, but at the end of the day, it is necessary. I really agree with both of you. I think especially what you're saying about being the best version of yourself to put that out onto others and just everything you do. I think that's so true. Again, like when I was saying I went on that walk and it completely got me refocused, I could perform at a much higher level because I took that time to myself. It's very human to feel overwhelmed and to combat that, you really need to get back in the right mindset. So just taking these me minutes, just doing things, whatever that looks like for you, whether it's walking like I did, doing a breathing exercise. I like reading as well. I think that's great. And just creating time for yourself, balance. You need to incorporate some time for yourself, especially if you're doing something stressful, if there's a lot going on in your life, because otherwise you won't be able to function. Yes. And... That could be like anything you need to do to unwind. Exercise is so important and yeah. it'll it's so good for your mental health too. I know when I've been exercising, I feel better mentally and I know I can work, I sleep better. I can focus yeah. on my school when I'm at school. Just like anything you can find that brings you some joy, helps your mind decompress is so necessary. Agreed. Yeah. So yeah, that's it for today. This has been such a great conversation, Juan. And thank you for joining Zach. And if you want to see any more self-care tips about me minutes or anything, Juan and other Be Me coaches in the Be Me app have a lot more advice on that. So you should definitely check that out. The app's available on Google Play and in the App Store. So definitely join that. And really appreciate you guys having me. Had a lot of fun talking, and hopefully you found our advice helpful. Of course, Zach, thanks for joining us and for everyone listening. Until next time, this is Juan Benanya, my co-host, Ruthie Tesler, and our guest, Zach. And also a special shout out to our podcast producer, Derek Baird, reminding you to keep being you. And together, let's make this the best school year ever. The Being Me podcast is a Be Me Studios production for Be Me Health. 